tell you, every now and then, we need to touch Jesus for somebody else. There's some old saints of God that have gone on to glory. Amen. That said there's hope for Bill. Let's pray for Bill. Let's pray for that old drunk. Let's pray for that old sinner. Pray God keep his marriage together. They're gone on. But they seen, they touched Jesus for me. I'm glad, glory to God, the prayers of the old saints was poured out on me one night in 1968. Amen. And Jesus touched me. I had talked to Jesus. I tried. I was a sinner. And I said, help me to be a better boy. Lord, if you'll take care of my earache, I'll do a little better. Every one of us have played that game. But neighbor that night, I ain't around the commode. I said, Jesus, it's me. I need help. And you know, when we come to Jesus, it's when we need something. You know what's wrong with the American church? Today, we're not in need. Amen. Everything's all right. I'm going to tell you, if you went to the doctor and the doctor said, you've got cancer, it showed up in your bloodstream that you've got cancer. You've got prostate cancer. I'm going to tell you, his countenance will fall. His pride will go away. Amen. He won't stand right back with his shoulders in the air, but he'll come down humbly before God. Can I tell you, we forgot that we need God today. We need God today. I can't even breathe. I can't walk without him holding my hand. Let's go in. And I don't understand, neighbor, how all this happens. But I'm going to back up right here just a little bit, maybe, and read, and then we'll go on with the message. <coughs> but the demon-possessed man of Gadaria, let's go back to eight, Luke 8 and the 26th verse. And he tells us there that Jesus and his disciples got uh, in a boat, amen, were in a ship, and they headed across the water to Gadaria. And he said in the 26th verse, And they arrived at the country of the Gadareans, which over against Galilee. And when he went forth to land, there met him out of the city a certain man which had devils long time and and wore no clothes, neither abode in any house, but in the tombs. He didn't even live in a house. The brother testified to us that uh, the paramedics and the law, I was called just a, a few weeks ago down in our Pine Ridge section, amen, with a man walking down the street naked. And it happens every now and then. We got a couple, I hear paramedics and officers in uh, the hospital, county hospital, uh, that face it every day that some come in in this condition. And we wonder how this can go to this place. This man was naked, but can I tell you something? The devil spoke out of this man, and they spoke to Jesus. And let's listen to what he said. He said when he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell down before him. And with a loud voice said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus? Thou Son of God, the Most High, I beseech thee, torment me not. Neighbors, the devils knew that it was Jesus. Amen. The devils respected Jesus, and they were begging. The Bible said that the man fell down because he was possessed with the devils, and the man fell down. And he said, don't torment, don't 
What have you done? Come to torment us. I want to get a point across if there's any way today uh, we go down the road and we're not afraid to say, oh, my friends will be in hell together uh, and my enemies will be in hell together. I'm going to tell you, honey, uh, there ain't none of you realizes what hell is today. And I'm going to tell you, uh, we've played around with the hand of God. We've had the power of God on us. And the brother stood up and testified that he backslid on God. Young ones, you get saved, 10, 12, 15 years old, and you get out in the world. And the devil hands you out of something that looks good to you. Beer looks good because everybody's having fun. Let's go to the bar. Those sitting on the bar stool are acting like they're having fun. Those are gambling, acting like they're having fun. And they're telling you, sex is the greatest thing could ever happen to you. And all the time, you're being led away from the power of God. We come to church, and the church has dried up. The church is quit shouting. The church has quit praying on the altar. The church has quit going to the old mourner's bench. The church has quit enjoying God because we're not in need. Can I tell you something? There's something going to fill our young people. And if it's sin, the demons of hell will enter in to that child that ain't that ain't Baptist doctrine of a neighbor. The demons of hell entered in to this fellow from Gadareo. Can I tell you, as a young man, I rejected Jesus and the demons of hell entered in. And I was a miserable a person. I didn't sleep in the tombs, but I wasn't happy in the bed. I wasn't happy sober. I wanted to be drunk. I wanted to be in a crowd. I wanted to be where there was a great racket going on to hide my fear of a God speaking to me. These demons saw Jesus when he got off the boat. And he started up to him. And he said, the demon spoke out of this man. said, what are you doing? Have you come to torment us? Don't torment. He said, they even fell down. They recognized Jesus. Can I tell you why? The world is screaming and hollering. Out there, they're trying to reject Jesus. They're afraid of the quiet. I'm glad the still, small voice, of Jesus Christ James touched me in my bathroom that night and saved my soul I'm glad I glory to God of the demons of hell had to move out when Jesus laid his hand on me I couldn't see him brother I couldn't see him Matthew personally but all alone in the dark night amen hanging around the commode Jesus touched my heart the blood was applied glory to God I come up a new creature I didn't understand here I am 55 years later and I still don't understand how Satan moved sin out of my life but I promise you from the depths of my heart alcohol ain't winning this body since I've messed up I've failed I've flopped I've had Satan to offer me some good things uh, but I wait the matter and I found nothing greater than our Lord Jesus Christ honey the devils have no power over the children of almighty God I'm glad the devils recognize when you the children of God woke up with the power of God about you amen I thought why ain't I been healed? Why ain't my throat been healed? God wants me to be an example. Why didn't he let me die with a heart attack? Why didn't I go out younger? Leave the old man around here. Can't hardly get one foot in front of the other. Teeth getting loose. Eyesight gone, 
cancer in the throat, pacemakers, hobble along. God won't see what I'm made out of. He won't see if I'm going to do what I said I'd do, what I've testified I'd do. I said, Lord, I'll go. I'll go. I was in the pharmacy trying to give me some dope, prescription dope. Woman come out with a druggist. I don't even know her name. She said, that man right there will talk to anybody. She said, he'll tell them about the Lord. I said, tell him about it. Tell that pharmacist about it. Jesus, Jesus, I'm going to tell you our conversation is too much on the world. It's Jesus today. It's Jesus. Why are we here? I'm going to tell you something. I recognize the 4th of July as a day I could get off from work and drink liquor and act a dunce. Today, the 4th of July, ain't no more to me than any other day. I didn't even know I set free till Jesus touched me. Till Jesus touched me. I want you to listen about this old gathering. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. The demon of alcohol, the demon of sex, the demon of cussing, that old murderous, lying, cheating, turn down, demons set up camp in our lives when we become the age of accountability. Amen. And we said no to Jesus when Jesus spoke to our heart. And we said no, a demon took over our life. We can believe that any way we want to believe it. I'm going to tell you something. Let me go a little farther. They run a scan, and the scan showed cancer in my throat. So they said, we'll operate on it. With that same scan, I asked that nurse, I said, you see Jesus in my heart. And she walked off. She didn't want to hear about that. I said, Jesus is in my heart. Didn't you see it when you done the EKG? They don't see Jesus in there, but they got scans. Listen to me. They got scans to pick up cancer, heart attack, and so many problems. But they ain't got a scan to know if you got Jesus or not. How are you going to let them know if you got Jesus? Have a smile on your face in trouble. Don't fly mad the first thing. Don't go your way. Amen. The first time you have a toothache, lay out of church. Amen. We've got to prove to people that we've got Jesus. They ain't going to believe me. i got to show them I got Jesus. I got Jesus. I got Jesus. The church world is not showing the real world anything, anything that they want Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let's look at this old Gadarene. I need to read. Let me read. Hurry. Or I ain't going to let you go in a hurry. For he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For oftentimes it had caught him. And he was kept bound with chains and fetters. And he broke the bands and was driven of the devil unto the wilderness. We had... Some of them, I think Matthew and them, maybe last week, and TJ went looking for one of their friends under the bridge. One man in his right mind is going to sleep under the bridge. I'm talking about devil has got him. This Gadarean, amen, the devil had him till he was sleeping in the tombs. And I thought that fetters in one of the dictionaries gave that it's a chain or, or he was made of uh, weeds and made a strong rope and it was bound. And we've seen prisons with prisoners come out to court with bound and chains around their feet. And he said that he would break them, the chains and the fetters, well, he would break them and go 
back into the tomb. And he said, no man could tame him. But can I tell you something? When he was touched with Jesus, his bands come loose. He didn't have to bind him down no more. And we can read on in the scripture. They found the man when Jesus touched him. When Jesus got rid of the devils, they find him at the feet of Jesus. He wanted to go everywhere Jesus went. I'm going to tell you why I say we ain't got all that we need. Because we don't want to go where Jesus went. Jesus went into the places they didn't want him. Jesus went into places where he wasn't welcome. Jesus went into places where they run him off. Can I tell you something? We want to be petted. We want to be called out. We want our name to be called out. We want to be recognized. But Jesus said, don't tell them who I am. Just go back. He told that Gadarene. The old Gadarene said, I want to go with you. He wanted to get in a boat and cross back over the sea. And You know what? Uh, Jesus told him. He said, go into your own country and tell them what will glory to God. Woo-wee, church. Uh, he said, go back into your country and tell them what great works. What great works I have done to you. What great works. So he sent him back into Gadarill. I've been in Gadarill. It's still an evil place. It's a place you could feel evil in the air. And he said, go back and tell them. And there they was, old hogs and them devils begging. Amen. Mm. We know they wasn't Jews because the Jews didn't eat hogs. But he said the keepers went into the city and told them what they had seen, how this man that had been crazy, that nobody could tame, nobody could stop. How many of these fellows that work uh, in, in the paramedics see them every week? That's crazy as a bad. I've seen them head on first class, met them head on, that's full of the devil, eyes sparkling and speaking with voices, amen, that's not a natural man's voice. Our nation today is eat up with demon possession. We don't like to hear that. We don't like to hear that. But if we wasn't full of the devil, the church pews would be full today. I say the church pews would be full today. Our desire is the pleasure of the world. Our desire is to satisfy the flesh. Our desire is to smell good, to look good, a glory to God, and it don't matter whether we help, help anybody or not. I've got something to prove to you, church, that I am a Christian. I'm living what I tell you. This Gadarene, when he got loose, he was so glad to get out of the tomb. You know, it's easy 55 years to go to forget what a hangover was. It's easy to forget, Jamie. I've had some good years since God saved my soul. It's easy to forget waking up sicker than a dog, broken a convict, don't know what you've done. It's easy to forget that. Neighbor, I need it stirring in my mind. God delivered me of the demons that was taking me to a devil's hell. I need to serve God in a more perfect way. I know I'll preach this today. Go out the door and the devil will try to stop me. But neighbor, this week I've been in homes where the, where the alcoholic demon, a man, has stuck over the life. And another is one of the nicest boys you'll ever meet till he drinks a little bit. And then he's crazy. The demon wakes up and comes in him. Amen. And you try to get out and to pray with them and pray with mama that's sick and you got a hindering spirit. Honey, there's some things we need Jesus to overcome and to be stronger than these demonic powers that are in our land today. Glory to God. They need to recognize the people of God.
I've not used all God has given me. Thank you, Ben. Praise the Lord. And he said, Jesus asked him, saying, What is thy name? It's 31st. And he said, Legion, because there are many devils were entered into him. He wasn't born in them. And he wasn't born a woman and decided to change. He is a man, and the demons come into him. He said, because there are many. There's many. And they besought him that he would not command them to go out unto the deep. And there were there a herd of many swine feeding in the mountain. They besought him that he would suffer them to enter into them. And he suffered them. Then when the devil out of the man and entered into the swine and the herd ran violently down a steep place unto the lake and was choked. When they that fed them saw what was done, they fled and went and told it unto the city and in the country, and they went out to see what was done and came to Jesus. I want you to listen to this. Came to Jesus and found a man out of whom the devils were departed. The devils were departed. My friend, in other words, he got saved. The devils were departed. Sitting at the feet of Jesus clothed and in his right mind and they were afraid these keepers were afraid today can i tell you they come to church and if the power of god gets loose we become afraid when jesus shows up i've been touched by the hand of god and he said and listen to this close and he said they also which saw it, told them by what means he that was possessed of the devil was healed. 37th verse. Over in Mark, it said, Jesus gave them leave. Jesus gave them leave out of the body of the Gadarene. And he gave them leave to go into the swine. Why are we living in such a crazy world today? It ain't opiates. It's the devil. It ain't meth. It ain't crack. It ain't alcohol. It's the devil. It's the devil. That's why we're so crazy today. And he said, and then the whole multitude of the country. This wasn't two or three. It said the whole multitude of the Gadareans round about besought him to depart from them, for they were taken with great fear. And he went up unto the ship and returned back again. I'm going to jump down to probably 42. My friend, can I tell you, they didn't want these Gadareans, not one, not two, not three, but a multitude of the Gadareans were saying, I remember, I, I think I've got this right, of the Sea of Galilee that it was on is roughly eight, eight miles wide and 13 miles long so, long. so they wanted Jesus at least eight miles away from them. said, Jesus, would you just get back on your ship? and go back. Amen. They've told Bill they ought to tie a rope around his feet when I was a young man to keep my feet on the floor, keep me from running all over a strange church because they don't want the power of God. Can I tell you, we're content where we live. We're content with water in our house, the roof over our head, and food in our cupboard and our refrigerators. We're not concerned about those that are dying and going to a devil's hell.
preached it, what, three, two, three weeks ago, where the fire is not quenched. I woke up in the night. Can I tell you something? My son will be 60 years old in October, and if he don't give his heart to the Lord, hell is going to be his home. You say, Bill, you're harsh. You're judgmental. Can I tell you something else? That good old lady that thinks she ain't never done nothing, but she ain't never been born again. Hell is going to be her home. The Bible said there's going to be weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth. There's going to be things going on that you and I don't even recognize. The Bible tells us in Revelation they'll be chewing their tongue and they'll be crying for the rocks to fall on them because of pain. Honey, when Jesus passes by and touches you, you better grab hope. You better get him by the hand. You better fall at his feet and be what he wants you to be. I want to show you what a drastic change in the word of God in the same chapter. The calmness and the blessings of Almighty God. I want to read about this little lady. with the infirmity of flesh. I couldn't go through the Bible and touch every place. We know blind Barnabas received his sight. We know the withered hand he restored again and become whole. We know the lame man walked again. We know the blinded eyes because Jesus touched the blinded eyes were healed. The dumb that couldn't speak spoke. We know that's all because Jesus touched. Bread, he's such a gentleman, he could have said, nope, I'll give you a change. I ain't going to give you another one. But he's such a merciful God. I told my cousin, I said, I'm going to his yard on Sunday. I said, you better be glad I ain't God. You and I know yard the more I'd burn her up. God's give us change after change. He said, you don't ever preach on love, Bill. It is hard. It is hard. But the love of God, that's why you're here today, the love of God. Neighbor, can I tell you? How about it, Dylan? It's the love of God. <laughs> mm. Till I don't have to go through the wrath of God. Yeah, I know Emma since sixth, seventh grade. She wasn't white at it in there, though. Always been a pretty good young one. But you know what she needed was Jesus. Satan went to a pretty good young one and said, Here. Make this. Do this. Think this. You don't have to go to church. He's a liar and a deceiver. I need every one of you every minute. There ain't no one of you here. I need your prayer. Ben, I need every amen I can get from you, brother. Church, I need you more than I've ever needed you before. Let's go to the 8th chapter and the 42nd verse. I'm glad I ain't that old Gatorian today. I'm glad I, I got out of them chains. I couldn't break them. But Jesus broke the sin of alcohol. Amen. Jesus broke the binds, the bounds that had me on my everyday life. I was raised in sin. I was born in sin. And sin's all I knew. Till Jesus. Till Jesus. Till Jesus. I've been touched by the hand of God. Mm. Pray. I'm going to read right here. I'm going to skip out some, but let's go to 42. 43. And a woman having an issue of blood 12 years 
which we spent all our living upon physicians, neither could be healed of any. See, they could see this issue of blood. She was losing blood. Twelve years. And she'd went to every doctor, everything that she'd hear of. I got a friend that passed away last year, maybe maybe a little over a year, that I've known him since we were teenagers. Spent thousands of dollars. Thousands of dollars. Stayed away from home to get special treatment from physicians and he died with the disease he had man's great I appreciate the doctor to operate on my throat put my pacemakers in all that good inside work they've done but I appreciate God the living breath when I woke up just drowsy and everything blurred I had to praise God. I woke up one more time. And this lady, can you imagine she's bound to being anemic? She's bound after 12 years, just bled out. And she went to Dr. Feelgood. She went to this one over here. Went everywhere to the physicians trying to get help. Nobody done her any good. And the Bible said she was broke. She spent everything she had. And she heard about Jesus passing by. Jesus passing by. The Bible said there was a crowd. There was a multitude. Oh, I can just see it. I can see thousands of mixed crowds. I can see some just want to see if it's Jesus. Another wanted to be healed. They come out of the mountains because they wanted to be healed. What do you want today? Do you want to be touched by Jesus? I'm going to tell you, when Jesus touches you, there's something else required. Amen. You ain't the same person. You ain't your own no more. You're bought with a price. You've got to go when you don't want to go. You've got to witness when you don't want to witness. You got to shout a little when you don't want to shout. You got to get up. I got up this morning not feeling like it, but I didn't have no choice. I checked and I could move. I was able to come. Get up and go. Step out by faith. Step out by faith. And this little woman, as she come up, and I like this, and said in the 44th verse, and she came behind him and touched the border. Janet and I, when we was young, used to sing the song, if I could but touch the hem of his garment. My singing's gone. I've lost the song. But she come up behind him. Not to be recognized, but she had bled to a point that she was willing to try anything. She spent all of her money. She had nothing else she could give. That's what the Bible said. And she come up and touched the border of his garment. And immediately her issue of blood stanched. I may not pronounce that right. Let me get to you in English. It stopped. The blood quit. Amen. The blood immediately because she come up behind Jesus and just touched the hem of his garment. This is only the beginning of this message. She touched immediately immediately with one touch of the garment. You think you've got to pray a big prayer to be saved. Just be sincere in your heart. Be sincere that you want the devil off of your back and you want to serve God. Be sincere that you want to wholeheartedly give it to Jesus. And he said, and it stanched, it quit. And Jesus said, 
who touched me? Oh, glory to God. Jesus said, who touched me? And all of these wise disciples, they just had seen the devil cast out of the old Gadarean man. Man, they were smart. They'd seen the great work of God. They turned around and said, and Jesus said, who touched me? When all denied, Peter said, they that were with him, and they that were with him said, Master, the multitude, the multitude, why don't they just keep their mouth shut? Did they think not that Jesus knew who touched him? Jesus knew all things. But we're just like that today. We got to jump in, give our opinion, tell them who, what the answer is. Multitude, the multitude thrown thee, they, they touch ye. He said, and the press thee, and sayest thou, who touched me? They were questioning Jesus. Said, Jesus, why do you ask who touched you when you're in all this gang of people? I believe from the depths of my heart. Don't get me wrong. I ain't Jesus. I ain't nobody. But Jesus dwells inside of me. And even the shadow of Peter when he passed by, people were healed. Neighbor, if we come back to God, when you touch somebody, they'll know Jesus is with you. There won't be nothing to question. It don't matter if you got a diploma, how long you've been saved, or nothing else, or you're right with God now. I'm going to tell you, the devil's crowd will shut up when the people of God stand up. Hello? Let me give you that again. The people of the devil of the world will shut up when the people of God stand up. Amen? When the people of God stand up. We throw it in the towel too quick, church. We've got out of heart. Too quick. Today, I may be tomorrow. Today, I'm not afraid of death. Today, I'm not afraid of what the devil might can do to me. It tries to flash over me now and then. But I have to pray it down. I'm not real happy with old age. But I got to pray him down. And tell the touch of God is still on us. Maybe in a different way than it was 20 years ago. But the touch of God can still be on us. Let me read over here in Luke. Uh, I like this if I can find it. I jotted it down so I wouldn't forget it and can't read it. Luke 6. Luke 6, 17 through 19. And he came down with them and stood in the plain in the company of his disciples and a great multitude of people out of all Judea and Jerusalem and from the coast of Tyre and Sidon which came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. They came to hear they came to be healed of their diseases. Amen. And he said, and they, in 18th verse, and they that were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed. They came that were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed. And the whole multitude sought to touch him. The whole multitude sought to touch him. The Bible said, Blessed is they that have not seen and still believe. But they had sought to touch him, for they were virtue out of him and healed them all. Get that word. Virtue went out of them and healed them all. Amen. That's Luke 6. 17 through 19. Let me read this next verse. This is where a message came from. The 46th verse. 
of the eighth chapter. I'm just fixing to leave y'all. I'm just fixing to quit and get out of the way. But he said in the 46th verse, and Jesus said, somebody touch me. For I perceive, he said, I know, I felt it. They say, you don't feel salvation. I feel it when I've been touched by the hand of God. What night was it? I don't even know. One night in Revival Tuesday, I guess. Tuesday, whatever night it was. I perceive that I was touched by the hand of God. God raised me up, moved me like I hadn't been hit lately by the Spirit of God. Amen. I'd sit back too long. It's time to go. Been touched. When they say you can't testify, then's when you can. When they think you ain't welcome, that's when you are. Me and Carol was talking about it, and that's kind of how I am. She said I wasn't invited. I said, I wasn't invited either. But if it's another night, I'd probably go in here. I like to go where they ain't invited. Amen. I get too comfortable if I'm invited. <laughs> you won't never believe. You won't never believe when I worked for the highway department. People that give us hard times said we couldn't get no right away. Shut us down. You would never believe how many times I said, won't you fix me a cup of coffee? I remember one old man, he's up in his 80s. He said, I'll warm you up some. He took a plastic carryout cup, set it on the stove. I, I carried it for years. I finally lost it. Melted nearly the whole bottom, but it held coffee. He did a plastic cup on an electric stove. I met some friends, some that said, You'll never build a road through my land. I got a suit at the house. They called me up, a millionaire. Said, said, we'll go to Winston with me. I'm going to buy you a suit. He even won't buy me a hat. I said, no, we'll let that hat go right now. But I'm going to tell you, if you go where you're not wanted sometimes, that's where you're the most welcome. <laughs> oh, I hope you get that in a minute. That's where God has opened the door. That's where God has opened the door. Them that cussed you the hardest. When you've got the issue of blood, a problem, you don't have to be bleeding, but you slip up behind Jesus and just touch his garment. It ain't a long prayer. It ain't a big prayer. It ain't who you are, who your family was. But can I tell you, I jotted down some definitions of virtue. He said, somebody touch me in all of this crowd. And they said, how do we know? How do you know? He told them, virtue went out of me. What is virtue? Oh, the goodness of God the mercy of God. For this lady's sake, it was the healing power of God. It was the stopper of blood. Where she'd spend all of it was the comforter. Virtue went out of him. Roger, when somebody got a prayer through for you, virtue went out of Jesus. And virtue touched Roger told him he'd never sit in Mount Vernon Church again. Would never make it home. Never be in. How about it, Veer? Just stand. It's a, it'll be a little hard, but just stand up and give God praise. Amen. Because somebody got through to God and virtue went out of Jesus. Hallelujah. The goodness of God went to Forsyth and touched my brother. Touched my brother. We don't give him praise enough. I showed them nurses laying in. I see you in Forsyth. I showed them. Stacy and some of them, I don't know, had got it on, on phone, and I got it pulled up. 
I said, look here, 57 people around my altar at home praying while I'm having my heart operated on. I said, y'all done a good job, but that's why I'm here. I said, look at this. Let me show you what God can do. Am I going to quit telling it? Not as long as there's one vocal cord or work. I'm going to keep telling it. I need your prayers. Brent needs your prayers. These boys that will soon be back on the street. They need your prayers. I'll probably face the devil tomorrow. They ain't no use to wait till tomorrow. I'll probably face him this evening. Amen. But I need you all. Be in need, you all. Yeah. Uncle Henry needs you all. Mary just told you she needs it for her brother. The Bible said, John 9, that he don't hear sinners. So we need you all. We need you all. Let me read what he said right here. I jotted this down. Virtue is quality. Quality of moral righteousness. Virtue is quality of moral righteousness. I'm going to tell you, you don't see many moral people today. We, we've got in trouble. And he said, of moral duty. Jesus was sent to the earth to heal the woman with the issue of blood. Jesus come because they couldn't find another sacrifice worthy. Jesus came and died on the cross. Moral duty for you and I to be saved. Virtue, virtue. And he said, this is dictionary, abstinence from immortality. Abstinence from immortality. I need to read Galatians right here, right quick. I ain't going to do it. I ain't going to get out of here as quick as Elizabeth Taylor did, but I'm trying. In Galatians, he said, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such, there is no law. That's in the fifth chapter of Galatians. I thought for one second I'm going to hit this and get out of the way. But I thought about depression, anxiety, bipolar, and all of these things. And I guess I've been through scan with car wrecks, and I've been scanned from my sole of my foot all the way top of my head, and they ain't never found depression. They can't cut it out. They can diagnose it because you told them. You can't do no better. That's because you give in. Y'all ain't going to like me, but that'd be all right. That'd be all right. I have defaced depression head on, and I've found what depression is is when we're spoiled and can't get our way. Oh, it makes me so mad I could die when you tell me that. I know when I've got depression. When you drink alcohol, you're depressed the next day, mad at yourself. When you do drugs, you're depressed. When you don't obey God, you're depressed. So let's get a pill to help us up. All this just put us to sleep. America's asleep. We won't stand up. God give me a body butch. And he moved inside my body, the temple of the Holy Ghost power of God. He didn't leave me powerless. He gave me power to overcome some of this junk that's failed my way. Some of this stuff that I bow down and give place to. It's time that I get up. It's time that I can get up. Who can stop me from praising God? 
they might tie my arms, bind me with chains, say I can't do it, but I can still praise God. I can still praise God. I'm going to read one more verse, and I promise you I'll quit. I judged it down. Second Peter 1 and 5. Give all diligence. And the Bible said, add to your faith. The Bible said it's impossible. Please God, without faith. It's Second Peter 5. Add to your faith virtue. And I've just been over a few things. That's virtue. And virtue is something you can't reach out and touch with your natural hand. But it's the love of God. And he said, add to your faith virtue. And it says to that virtue. And this is something I think we're totally short on. Add to our virtue knowledge. Add to your faith virtue. That's the love, the joy, the peace, the fruit of the Spirit. Not being immoral, but being moral. Moral duty as a Christian. And then add to our virtue knowledge. How to use that virtue that God gives you. Neighbor, I'm just a little peon that's passing through this walk of life. Not a doubt in my mind with the call of God on me. Everybody here don't know I'm pastor here, but I am. God called me to be pastor. Done been longer than it will be after, I, don't, I think. Sure to God, I ain't going to have to stay 32 more years. But think about it. Think about it. We don't honor the call of God. We worry about what others think. When I was in that house praying this week, I wanted God to speak. I wanted to leave the touch of God on them. Can I tell you what I want today? I want the touch of God on you to understand that we've been touched by the hand of God. I'd have been dead and in hell except for the touch of God. And then he told me to add to my faith virtue and knowledge on how ignorant I am, but I need enough knowledge to know I've got to put God first. Jesus is soon coming back. And I pray that you won't forget the lady, the lady with the issue of blood. Immediately he has stopped. And it was so important that he didn't see her. And I don't know if he has yet or not. He knew. He didn't know. But she touched the hem of his garment from the backside. And the love of God come right out through his garment and healed the issue of blood. I'm glad he wasn't asleep that night in 1968 when he visited my house. If you will stand, if there's a need in our lives,